0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by the IVP. We live in a world of options where we might do this or that if we feel like it. But for followers of Jesus, certain things are not optional, but necessary. Keep listening to find out more about Necessary Christianity by Claude Alexander and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash
1: This is IVP.
0: listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your Word is truth. Your Word is life. Presented
1: by Intervar City Press.
0: Your Word is truth. Your Word is life.
1: The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson
0: and Ikemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us.
1: Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word.
0: Old Testament Reading, Judges, Chapter 21. Six hundred brides for six hundred brothers. The Israelites had taken an oath in Mizpah, saying, Not one of us will allow his daughter to marry a Benjamite. So the people came to Bethel and sat there before God until evening, weeping loudly and uncontrollably. They said, Why, O Lord, God of Israel, has this happened in Israel? An entire tribe has disappeared from Israel today. The next morning, the people got up early and built an altar there. They offered up burnt sacrifices and tokens of peace. The Israelites asked, Who from all the Israelite tribes has not assembled before the Lord? They had made a solemn oath that whoever did not assemble before the Lord at Mizpah must certainly be executed. The Israelites regretted what had happened to their brother Benjamin. They said, Today we cut off an entire tribe from Israel. How can we find wives for those who are left? After all, we took an oath in the Lord's name not to give them our daughters as wives. So they asked, Who from all the Israelite tribes did not assemble before the Lord at Mizpah? Now it just so happened no one from Jabesh, Gilead, had come to the gathering. When they took roll call, They noticed none of the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead were there, so the assembly sent 12,000 capable warriors against Jabesh-Gilead. They commanded them, Go and kill with your swords the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead, including the women and little children. Do this. Exterminate every male as well as every woman who has experienced a man's bed, but spare the lives of any virgins. So they did as instructed. They found among the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead, 400 young girls who were virgins, who had never been intimate with a man in bed. They brought them back to the camp at Shiloh in the land of Canaan. The entire assembly sent messengers to the Benjamites at the cliff of Remon and assured them they would not be harmed. The Benjamites returned at that time, and the Israelites gave to them the women they had spared from Jabesh Gilead. But there were not enough to go around. The people regretted what had happened to Benjamin because the Lord had weakened the Israelite tribes. The leaders of the assembly said, How can we find wives for those who are left? After all, the Benjamite women have been wiped out. The remnant of Benjamin must be preserved. An entire Israelite tribe should not be wiped out. But we can't allow our daughters to marry them. For the Israelites took an oath saying, Whoever gives a woman to a Benjamite will be destroyed. However, there is an annual festival to the Lord in Shiloh, which is north of Bethel, east of the main road that goes up from Bethel to Shechem, and south of Lebanon. So they commanded the Benjamites, go hide in the vineyards and keep your eyes open. When you see the daughters of Shiloh coming out to dance in the celebration, jump out from the vineyards. Each one of you, catch yourself a wife from among the daughters of Shiloh and then go home to the land of Benjamin. When their fathers or brothers come and protest to us, we'll say to them, do us a favor and let them be, for we could not get each one a wife through battle. Don't worry about breaking your oath. You would only be guilty if you had voluntarily given them wives. The Benjamites did as instructed. They abducted two hundred of the dancing girls to be their wives. They went home to their own territory, rebuilt their cities, and settled down. Then the Israelites dispersed from there to their respective tribal and clan territories. Each went from there to his own property. In those days, Israel had no king. Each man did what he considered to be right. Ruth chapter 1 through Ruth chapter 2 Ruth chapter 1 A Family Tragedy Famine and Death During the time of the Judges, there was a famine in the land of Judah. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah went to live as a resident foreigner in the region of Moab, along with his wife and two sons. And a man's name was Elimelech, his wife was Naomi, and his two sons were Malon and Chilion. They were of the clan of Ephrath, from Bethlehem in Judah. They entered the region of Moab and settled there. Sometime later, Naomi's husband Elimelech died, so she and her two sons were left alone. Both her sons married Moabite women. One was named Orpah and the other Ruth. And they continued to live there about 10 years. Then Naomi's two sons, Malon and Kilion, also died. So the woman was left all alone, bereaved of her two children as well as her husband. So she decided to return home from the region of Moab accompanied by her daughters-in-law. Because while she was living in Moab, she had heard that the Lord had shown concern for his people, reversing the famine by providing abundant crops. Ruth returns with Naomi. Now as she and her two daughters-in-law began to leave the place where she had been living to return to the land of Judah, Naomi said to her two daughters-in-laws, Listen to me, each of you should return to your mother's home. May the Lord show you the same kind of devotion that you have shown to your deceased husbands and to me. May the Lord enable each of you to find security in the home of a new husband. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept loudly. But they said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi replied, Go back home, my daughters. There is no reason for you to return to Judah with me. I am no longer capable of giving birth to sons who might become your husbands. Go back home, my daughters, for I am too old to get married again. Even if I thought that there was hope that I could get married tonight and conceive sons, surely you would not want to wait until they were old enough to marry. Surely you would not remain unmarried all that time. No, my daughters, you must not return with me, for my intense suffering is too much for you to bear for the Lord is afflicting me. Again they wept loudly. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung tightly to her. So Naomi said, Look, your sister-in-law is returning to her people and to her God. Follow your sister-in-law back home. But Ruth replied, Stop urging me to abandon you. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will become my people, and your God will become my God. Wherever you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I do not keep my promise. Only death will be able to separate me from you. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped trying to dissuade her. So the two of them journeyed together until they arrived in Bethlehem. Naomi and Ruth arrive in Bethlehem. When they entered Bethlehem, the whole village was excited about their arrival. The women of the village said, Can this be Naomi? But she replied to them, Don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, because the Sovereign One has treated me very harshly. I left here full, but the Lord has caused me to return empty-handed. Why do you call me Naomi, seeing that the Lord has opposed me, and the Sovereign One has caused me to suffer? So Naomi returned, accompanied by her Moabite daughter-in-law Ruth, who came back with her from the region of Moab. Now they arrived in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Ruth Chapter 2 Ruth works in the field of Boaz. Now, Naomi had a relative on her husband's side of the family named Boaz. He was a wealthy, prominent man from the clan of Elimelech. One day, Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the field so I can gather grain behind whoever permits me to do so. Naomi replied, You may go, my daughter. So Ruth went and gathered grain in the fields behind the harvesters. Now, she just happened to end up in the portion of the field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Boaz and Ruth meet. Now at that very moment, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. May the Lord be with you. They replied, May the Lord bless you. Boaz asked his servant in charge of the harvesters, To whom does this young woman belong? The servant in charge of the harvesters replied, She's a young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the region of Moab. She asked, May I follow the harvesters and gather grain among the bundles? Since she arrived, she has been working hard from this morning until now, except for sitting in the resting hut, a short time. So Boaz said to Ruth, listen carefully, my dear. Do not leave to gather grain in another field. You need not go beyond the limits of this field. You may go along beside my female workers. Take note of the field where the men are harvesting and follow behind with the female workers. I will tell the men to leave you alone. When you are thirsty, you may go to the water jars and drink some of the water the servants draw. Ruth knelt before him with her forehead to the ground and said to him, Why are you so kind and so attentive to me, even though I am a foreigner? Boaz replied to her, I have been given a full report of all that you have done for your mother-in-law following the death of your husband, how you left your father and your mother, as well as your homeland, and came to live among people you did not know previously. May the Lord reward your efforts. May your acts of kindness be repaid fully by the Lord God of Israel, from whom you sought protection. She said, you really are being kind to me, sir, for you have reassured and encouraged me, your servant, even though I will never be like one of your servants. Later, during the mealtime, Boaz said to her, come here and have some food. Dip your bread in the vinegar. So she sat beside the harvesters. Then he handed her some roasted grain. She ate until she was full and saved the rest. When she got up to gather grain, Boaz told his male servants, let her gather grain even among the bundles. Don't chase her off. Make sure you pull out ears of grain for her and drop them so she can gather them up. Don't tell her not to. So she gathered grain in the field until evening. When she threshed what she had gathered, it came to about 30 pounds of barley. Ruth returns to Naomi. She carried it back to town, and her mother-in-law saw how much grain she had gathered. Then Ruth gave her the roasted grain she had saved from mealtime. Her mother-in-law asked her, where did you gather grain today? Why did you work? May the one who took notice of you be rewarded. So Ruth told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked, she said, The name of the man with whom I work today is Boaz. Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, May he be rewarded by the Lord because he has shown loyalty to the living on behalf of the dead. Then Naomi said to her, This man is a close relative of ours. He is our guardian. Ruth the Moabite replied, He even told me, You may go along beside my servants until they have finished gathering all my harvest.'" Naomi then said to her daughter-in-law, Ruth, It is good, my daughter, that you should go out to work with his female servants. That way you will not be harmed, which could happen in another field. So Ruth worked beside Boaz's female servants, gathering grain until the end of the barley harvest, as well as the wheat harvest. After that, she stayed home with her mother-in-law. New Testament Reading Luke Chapter 10 verses 38 through Luke chapter 11 verse 32. Luke chapter 10 beginning at verse 38. Jesus and Martha. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him as a guest. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he said, but Martha was distracted with all the preparations she had to make, so she came up to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. Mary has chosen the best part. It will not be taken away from her. Luke chapter 11, verse 1 through verse 32: Instructions on Prayer. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place when he stopped one of his disciples and said to him, Lord, Teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. So he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, may your name be honored. May your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us and do not lead us into temptation. Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. Because a friend of mine has stopped here while on a journey and I have nothing to set before him. Then he will reply from inside, Do not bother me. The door is already shut and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though the man inside will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of the first man's sheer persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I tell you, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What father among you, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, although you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Jesus and Beelzebul. Now he was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the man who had been mute began to speak and the crowds were amazed. But some of them said, by the power of Beelzebul, the ruler of demons, he cast out demons. Others to test him began asking for a sign from heaven. But Jesus, realizing their thoughts, said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is destroyed and a divided household falls. So if Satan too is divided against himself, How will his kingdom stand? I ask you this because you claim that I cast out demons by Beelzebul. Now, if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has already overtaken you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his possessions are safe. But when a stronger man attacks and conquers him, he takes away the first man's armor on which the man relied and divides up his plunder. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. Response to Jesus' work. When an unclean spirit goes out of a person, it passes through waterless places, looking for rest but not finding any. Then it says, I will return to the home I left. When it returns, it finds the house swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they go in and live there. So the last state of the person is worse than the first. As he said these things, a woman in the crowd spoke out to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you, and the breasts at which you nursed. But he replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. The Sign of Jonah As the crowds were increasing, Jesus began to say, This generation is a wicked generation. It looks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. For just as Jonah became a sign to the people of Nineveh, so the Son of Man will be a sign to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise up at the judgment with the people of this generation and condemn them because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And now something greater than Solomon is here. The people of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented when Jonah preached to them, and now something greater than Jonah is here. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Sovereign and providential God, thank you for your word. This reading was jam packed with so much, ooh, so many events, so many things, so many tragedies, so many, ooh, so many problems and, and intrusions in life, O Lord God, that we see here in the scriptures, O God, from Old Testament, O God, and, and seeing the ways of the man had were lacking people to marry, oh God, and the ways, oh God, uh, that they went about remedying that situation. My God, have mercy. Help us. Give us understanding, oh God. Sometimes it's just hard for us to read those passages, oh God, and seeing the men ambush those women, oh God, and taking them as wives, that's just so hard to read, oh God. Just give us spiritual understanding and eyes, oh God, to understand and wrestle with difficult texts, oh God. Uh, that rub us, oh Lord God, rub up against us and, and, and don't sit right, oh God, with our spirit as we say, oh God, would you show us? Would you help us? Would you give us, um, grace and understanding? Give us wisdom, oh God, um, on how to interpret your passage and how to, um, understand, oh God, um, some unique things that were happening, oh God, in that period of time in redemptive history, oh Lord God, um, not meant to be prescriptive, oh God, but it's descriptive, oh God, of, Of the people, O God, and what I love most of God in that passage, that although it was hard, at the very end of that passage in Judges, it talks about how in those days Israel had no king, and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Mm, Lord, the consequences and the wages of doing what is right in our own eyes causes harm to our neighbors. It's hard to read those texts, O God, but we see the gravity and the weight of what happens, O God. When we do not walk, oh God, in obedience, when we do not walk, oh Lord God, in submission to you, oh Lord God, we cause great harm, great harm to others because boundaries protect what is sacred. Would you help us? Give us a heart and a desire to obey you. And we can only obey you by the power of the Holy Spirit, oh God. Thank you, oh God, for the word and Ruth, oh Lord God, just seeing, oh Naomi, her suffering, oh God losing her husband, and losing her two sons, oh Lord, and then changing her name from Naomi to Mara, choosing to be identified with the bitterness in her soul behind the suffering, oh God, that you allowed in her life, oh Lord God. How many times have we suffered great loss, great disappointment, great rejection, great pain, death of, a, of loved ones, oh God, and have, um, empathize in and, 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 and identify with Naomi wanting to just be called bitter wanting to be called angry wanting to be called forgotten wanting to be called forsaken oh god because that's how we feel in that moment because that's what we've but that's what we feel we've experienced oh god but i thank you oh god that you that you 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 tell us a different story that even when we think we have been um left empty handed by you oh god that you always Always have a measure of provision. There's always a ram in the bush, oh God. And that in that moment, Naomi couldn't yet see uh, how Ruth would be a blessing to her by, by by her staying with her, oh God. Thank you for that. And God, and just thank you, oh God, for just, just that beautiful word from Ruth saying that nothing but death could keep me from it. I, heard, I just heard the words from really the color purple when I read that scripture, oh God. Nothing but death could keep me from it. She made a promise and a vow to stay there by Naomi's side. And you are merciful to the widow. You are merciful to the orphan. You are merciful, oh God, to women, particularly those who are marginalized, oh God, to be a widow, to be an orphan meant that death was imminent. How else could you survive in the ancient Near East, oh God, being unmarried or being widowed young? God, be near. God, I pray that you would be near to everybody who is um suffering in this way. Would you make your provision and your favor clear to those, oh God, who who very much feel like Naomi in this moment? Be near. Show yourself strong, O oh God. Help them to see, oh God, that only one thing is necessary, and that's Jesus. God, would you help us? Help us to see Jesus clearly. Don't let our 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 circumstances, our sufferings, Our losses, really deep and painful losses, keep us from seeing the beauty of the gospel and seeing the beauty of our Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to look to you. Help us to be prisoners of hope. I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. life in God is less about what you could do and more about what you must do. Contrary to the life of the optional, accidental, and haphazard, the believer is called to live with a sense of divine necessity. No maybes about it. In Necessary Christianity, Bishop Claude Alexander unpacks the gospel statements of what Jesus said he must do. He must be about his father's business. He must go through Samaria. He must go to Jerusalem. Learn what is necessary for us to follow Jesus. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S shipping when you use the promo code the word that's promo code T H E W O R D at ivpress.com we pray this time of getting the word with truth's table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of god's word but doers share your
1: reflections on these scriptures with us on twitter and instagram using the hashtag get in the
0: word and hashtag truth's table saints